Thank you for listening to the Vacant Championship Wrestling Podcast. My name is Jeff Simmons, and over there is my tag team partner, my partner in life, my beautiful wife, Katie Green. Hi! Well, Katie, we have uh, AEW Dynamite, SmackDown, and of course our NXT TakeOver predictions, which as of this recording, NXT TakeOver is tonight. Mm -hmm. So we're getting these predictions out last minute here, but better late than never. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So... A little late on the uh, the episode this week. We apologize for that. We had some kind of debacle going on, but uh, we won't go too much into that. But anyway, uh, so let's start off with uh, with AEW uh, Dynamite for six three twenty. All right. So Dynamite opened with a special tribute to uh, the protests that are currently going on right now, and just telling everybody to stay safe and keep doing what they're doing. And uh, then we go into our first match, which is the AEW World Tag Team Championship uh, with Kenny Omega and Adam Page versus Jimmy Havoc and Sabian with Penelope Ford. Um, Ford gets involved in the match. She climbs up on the top rope and she dives into Page, but Page then catches her and drops her onto the mat. And then Ford gets kicked out by the referee, said you can no longer be a ringside. Um, And then Page gets the hot tag and hits a running clothesline. Um, then followed by a roaring elbow, and then followed by an assisted German suplex with uh, Omega. And then Hangman does a pop-up Harvon on Sabian, and then the V-trigger from Omega. And then Paige and Omega hit the last call on Habit for the pin. So they're still tag team champions, and... Don't look like they're gonna lose the belts anytime soon. Right, and we are gonna get, of course, we are gonna get the um, the best friends versus Omega and Paige at Fighter Fest, mm-hmm. which we had announced uh, the other day when we recorded our previous episode that Fighter Fest is gonna take place over two nights. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be uh, uh, July first and July eighth, um, so that should be interesting, mm-hmm. also. And then we go into a Tully Blanchard's unbelievable promo. <laughs> Um, Blanchard gets into a car with, uh, Sean Spears and shows him a box and it has a black glove in it and that Sean Spears is now going to start wearing a black glove. Um, and then we go into Brian Cage, which who is accompanied by Taz, um, versus Sean Dean. Uh, this is really a squash match. Uh, Brian Cage attacks immediately, like comes right out of the bell Attacks Dean, he hits a belly-to-belly suplex, a T-bone suplex, a superplex from the top rope. Then he hits buckle bomb, followed by the drill claw for the pin. So, very dominant match for Brian Cage. And then Taz, of course, grabs a microphone and cuts a promo on Moxley giggling at him when he was talking last week. Then Mox comes out and is like, well... I was smiling because I get to face uh, Brian Cage and I'm going to win. <laughs> mm-hmm. And at, you're not. At Fighter Fest, which at is Fighter another, Fest. yep, mm-hmm. the, uh, the world title match. And right? then Mox, then after that, cuts a long promo. Um, after that, Archer says he will kill everyone in his way. So, yeah, a mighty big threat by a monster. Right. Uh, Lance Archer, and, you know, he's really making waves in AEW right now. And uh, even though... You know, he came up came up at the uh, short end of the stick at double or nothing with mm-hmm. the TNT Championship. Like it's it's not going to be long before Archer has some gold around his waist. For yeah, sure. he'll probably challenge uh, for the not the TNT but the 
actual battle. He'll actually oh, fight Mox at some point. Yeah, I think I think that's going to happen. I think he's going to be the one to take the title off of Mox. Yes, I agree. Actually, mm-hmm. but, yeah. And then we go into the footage of the injury to Mark Gwen from Private Party. And then uh, Private Party is approached by Matt Hardy, who is wearing Hardy Boys gear. Um, thought it was weird. And then Hardy says he likes Private Party. And then suggests they team up and call their tag team Party Hardy. Party Hardy. <laughs> what do you think about that? I think it's another delusional Matt Hardy. Uh, you know, this <laughs> Matt Hardy is thinking he's Abraham Lincoln. And he's <laughs> thinking he's, you know, all these historic figures. And now he's saying party hardy like he's trying to be like 16 years old and i think this this whole matt hardy and AEW thing it, it's just it's not working for me i don't know about you i think he belongs in the wwe <laughs> oh absolutely yeah it's just this is ridiculous this um is... and then hardy uh says oh you guys are cool and then uh sammy's just sitting there looking at matt all weird and then we get the tyson jericho recap from last week where they almost brawled and went after each other. Um, then you get Colt Cabana versus uh, Le Champion. <laughs> Why do they call him that? Well, because, I mean, he was Le Champion for a long time. He's not Le Champion right now. Well, he's he is in his own mind. Okay. That's, uh, that's Chris, Chris Jericho for uh, Chris Jericho, and he's accompanied by the Inner Circle. Uh, Guevara sings Jericho's theme. As always, everybody, I mean... It, As he makes his entrance. Let's be honest, though. When when Judas comes on, everybody starts singing. Yeah. That, you know? <laughs> and then Hager, uh, Jericho distracts the ref at some point, and Hager slams uh, Cabana right to the ring post. And uh, Cabana then catches Ger- Jericho with uh, spinning head scissors. Then he lifts up Jericho. Uh, to the top rope, and he hits a Frankensteiner for a near fall. And then Cabana rolls him up for another near fall. But then Cabana went up to the ropes, um, but runs into Jericho, hit him with the Judas effect for the win. Um, And then Jericho, after that, cuts a promo about Mike Tyson. You know, I want to whoop your ass, you're a piece of shit. All this stuff. Okay, so what? before we go on here, what do you think about this whole thing with Jericho and Tyson? Because I think it's it, stupid. Okay, because eventually we're going to get Jericho versus Tyson. Yes, I know. It's going to happen. Um, I don't think Mike Tyson belongs in wrestling. Well, I mean, you could say that, but look what happened at WrestleMania 14. That, But it was a complete different situation. Like, for him to actually get in a physical match with Jericho, wow. I agree with you, you know. But for the role, you know, at WrestleMania 14, where he was a special enforcer to the Austin-Michaels match, you know, that was fine. Um, so I would kind of disagree that he doesn't completely. Like, it's it worked before, but at the same time, it was a different capacity, like yeah. I said. The fact that he is, you know, let's let's face it, the guy's a boxer, yeah. and we're talking about a wrestler here. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, they're I think, two completely different people. Yeah, absolutely. But I think this is leading to all out. I think yeah. it's, I think it's going to be Tyson versus Jericho in a wrestling match mm-hmm. at All Out uh, because there's no way in hell that Tony Khan is going to sanction a boxing match with Mike Tyson and no. Chris Jericho. No way in hell. <laughs> Jericho would get his head ripped off by Mike yes. Tyson. You know, Jericho would be dead. R.I.P. Jericho, twenty twenty. Right. <laughs> 
Yeah, Mike Tyson would just crush him yes. in a boxing match. But yeah, we're, it is going to be a, a wrestling match, I, I think. And yeah, so I, I'm kind of with you, though. I'm kind of like, eh, this is, it's, you know. T- it's not stupid, but it's not necessary. Yeah, I kind of agree. I think I think Jericho needs to be um, He needs to be pushed on more. The world title, yeah. You know, and go back after Moss. That's yeah. what he needs to do. And right. they're not doing that. But And then Orange Cassidy comes out. Yeah. <sighs> pockets McGee comes out again. And uh, he puts Jericho's pockets or hands in his pockets. And then Hager tries to go after him, but um Orange Cassidy avoids him. Because he goes back and sits with the best friends. This fucking guy. So don't know why he came out. That was really random. Yeah. I, I, I don't know why he ever comes out, to be honest. <laughs> just just saying. Like, I think I think you should just stay at the snack bar. <laughs> you know, I think you should stay. Yeah. Like, I don't know if he's even qualified to do that. But... Um, <laughs> So yeah, then we uh, we go to a uh, vignette from uh, Doctor Britt Baker. She's you know rehabbing her knee um, from you know she's in her wheelchair and everything, and she has a hard time moving up the ramp. <laughs> and you know eventually she gets some encouragement from her old buddy Tony Schiavone, you know her best self-proclaimed best friend. Oh Tony my Schiavone. goodness! <laughs> and uh, she's finally able to wheel up the ramp. Oh Jesus! And. Uh, She's the character. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But <laughs> she's doing some of her best work. Right oh, I, I agree. It's, it's great. Um, and then we go to a match with uh, Big Swole taking on the native beast, Nyla Rose. And uh, Big Swole attempts a, a punt kick right off the bat. But Rose uh, catches her and slams her hard into the apron. And then Big Swole gets a springboard cutter. And then Rose gets a, uh, a huge spear and tries for a, uh, a beast bomb. But Swole get, ends up getting out of that. And, uh, you know, kind of a back-and-forth contest, but then Swole goes for the uh, for Dirty Dancing, but Rose hits the uh, sky high and uh, ends up getting the one, two, three. So big win for Nyla Rose here, mm-hmm. uh, moving her up in the rankings, which, speaking of the rankings, at some point I, gotta, I wasn't able to do them this week because I know they released them this week. So next week I will try to get everybody the rankings of AEW again because they, they re- release them sporadically. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. every... Um, but anyways, Tony Schiavone uh, sits down. This is what, Katie, that I was looking forward to the most. He sits down with FTR, and you know, and they, um, they say that at this point in time, FTR stands for, um, for the revolution. And it's because of all the stuff that's going on in the world right now. And, it's, you know, and they, they mention almost every team in AEW, and they focus specifically, though, on one team, and that team is the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. Because um, for those of you that, you know, uh, listen to Jim Cornette, m- me, myself, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Cornette guy. I always, you know, I will not shy away from that. Jim Cornette had uh, FTR, the, well, formerly the Revival, um, uh, as they're now Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler, formerly Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder, on his show this past week on the experience and you know there is some for those of you that are not really familiar there's some real life heat between the young bucks and the revival mm-hmm. and um, eventually we are going to get this tag team match i think this is going to be another all-out match 
Uh, What's the, the real heat? Well, the, the heat is that at one time it was, uh, it was mentioned that the uh, Cody himself came out and said that the Young Bucks are the greatest tag team in the world today. Uh-huh. And the Revival took offense to this, as they should, because in my opinion, my humble opinion... The Revival is the best tag team in the world. Absolutely. Um, but there's a lot of people and there's a lot of listeners that would disagree with us on that and say, no, you're completely wrong. You're wrong. I'm right. <laughs> Be quiet. Well, but either way, like, it's... I, I think... I think the I think the young bucks, you know, that you can't discredit them of what they're they, not terrible, no. What they've been able to accomplish, mm-hmm. but you know, they're very like as far as money drawing, they're very successful. One yeah. of the most successful money drawing teams of the last 20 years. Yeah. But they just in my you know, estimation, I don't even think they just I don't think they compare to the the work rate and the you know, talent level of the revival. No. So, um, so that's the real life heat. You know, because more or less they were kind of bragging about it, and they were, um, you know, they really pissed them off. Yeah, they pissed off the revival, and they really didn't. You know, they went by that moniker is what I'm trying to say here, uh, folks. You know, like after Cody did that, after Cody mentioned that. Um, which Cody's a smart guy, but like in reality, he knows he knows that's not true. Mm-mm. But he was just trying to get his buddies over, mm-hmm. you know. And Cody knows in his head that the revival are way better. Oh, than, absolutely. Than... But I'm but I'm just saying, like he, yeah, him trying to get his buddies over here. Really pushed the revival off. Yes, and I completely like I get that. Mm-hmm. But eventually. Um, you know, as I mentioned, they were on uh, the experience, Jim Cornette's experience, and they said that, you know, this uh, this match that is eventually going to happen as long as Tony Khan allows so, because they've kind of given him the green light, is going to get pretty brutal. And there's going to be some receipts given, probably, for some <laughs> of the stuff that... So it's that is going to be really interesting. Uh, the Revival will take on Butcher and Blade next week on Dynamite, so mm-hmm. we're finally going to get to see them in action, um, which I'm really excited Me about. Too. So, yeah, because I am I think this is a really... It's sh- a really good move for them to go to AEW and boost their career exactly. out of the WWE. And I think, like, AEW needs a shake-up as far as, like, they need an old-school, I'm going to... You know, old school, we're going to punch you in the fucking mouth tag team. Yeah. That is... Like, like you're going to get receipts if you talk shit about me. Right. Well, not just that, but, like, this is a team that's not going to... Take no shit. Right. And they're not going to, like, do all these stupid... Young, Flippy shit. Yeah. Shit. Young Bucks, you know, super kick parties and all this bullshit. So, yeah, I'm really excited that these guys are here, or in uh, AEW, and... So yeah, that's that's gonna be. I'm really looking forward to that. But then we go to. Uh, I gotta get back going here. We we go to a, an interview with uh, Alex Marvez as he's interviewing um, Colt Cabana, you know, who obviously, you know, came up short against Jericho, and uh, 
And then he's, you know, he's been struggling to win lately. Poor Colt hasn't been able to really stack up the wins. I mean, he tried. Right. But, um, but so, his best wasn't good enough. Exactly. But <laughs> he is, uh, he's greeted by Brody Lee, who comes up and says, you know, hey, I can help you with dealing with losses. You know. So, I mean, he's trying to get him to join the, uh, the Dark Order. So that would be That'd be really weird. Really, really weird. Yeah. I would not like it. I don't think that's gonna happen, but we'll we'll see. And then we go to our main event for AEW Dynamite. Uh of course Jungle Boy won the Battle Royal last week to qualify for this match to challenge Cody for the TNT championship, his first title defense on television. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Cody here. This was a really brutal match. Oh, absolutely. Very long match. Mm-hmm. Uh, took a lot out of both guys. And one thing about this match, and I'll I'll get to that in a second, but like, there's been a lot of criticism with this match because this was a dynamite main event and it was face versus face and Cody uh, was bleeding like a stuffed pig in this match. Mm-hmm. You know? And he really, there's a lot of people that said he really didn't need to, you know. I mean, so but. this match, there's a lot of people saying, that, you know, this this match didn't need the color that it had. Um, but let's, let's get to the match and then we'll kind of. Uh, so anyways, Cody, uh, of course, accompanied by Arn Anderson, you know, he. He, uh, he grounds Jungle Boy in the early going and then catches Jungle Boy into a power slam. And then puts in the uh, the figure four, and then he tosses uh, Jungle Boy into the crowd, and then Jungle Boy and MJF um, have words on the on the outside. So of course that feud is still going, which mm-hmm. I really like because I think that's a really one of the better feuds going in AEW. Yep, right and now. that's two of your best workers. Absolutely, and uh, then right there Cody's busted open, and like you know he ends up getting busted open, and. Um, Jungle Boy just like just hammers him on the open cut, mm-hmm. and it just gets worse. And it's just nasty, right? And uh, both guys end up crashing through a table at ringside, and then Jungle Boy goes for a clothesline, but uh, Cody is able to uh, counter into the crossroads to retain the TNT Championship. What a classic main event for Dynamite! Um, and then after the match, uh, Cody's friends come out. The Jurassic Express comes out. And the pyro goes off uh, at the at the uh, Daly's place there, and um, you know it's. Um, they shake hands. Yep. Um, yeah. So this was a big big moment for uh, for these guys. I think it boosted Jungle Boy's momentum a little bit, even though he did not win the title match. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely. think it boosted his momentum into feuding more with MJF. Yeah. Uh, I completely agree. I think this was, um, I think this was one of, because I really, the Jungle Boy match with MJF at Double or Nothing was fantastic also. Mm-hmm. So, his last couple matches, Jungle Boy has knocked it out of the park. Mm-hmm. You know, he's after made the Cody great, look really good. He's made MJF look really good. And he's made good. other, you know, in the Battle Royal, he made others look. So he's yeah. really, you know, he's he's hot right now. Yeah. And you got to really take that horse, and they're and they're pushing him, and I like it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that being said, you know, this was a, this was a pretty decent episode of, uh, of Dynamite. Mm-hmm. I um, agree. So we'll see where it, where it leads. You know, we got some stuff, of course, we mentioned, uh, next week, you know, um, but 
you know, it's we'll see the uh, FTR in action for the first time oh, next yeah. week. And that should be a really good match. Yep, really excited about that. But uh, let's get to our predictions for tonight's NXT TakeOver in your house, which is probably where you're at. Um, you know, that's the whole tagline of this thing, Katie. You know, they, it was cool. They, they brought in your house uh, back. Or, or excuse me, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I completely skipped over SmackDown. Yep. SmackDown's not even an important show. Uh, anyway, so let's let's go to SmackDown. That is my bad, folks. Um, so SmackDown for uh, six five twenty um, starts with a Jeff Hardy promo, and then a recap of last week. And uh, he uh, threatens Sheamus, and Sheamus comes out, and Sheamus cuts a promo. Then Jeff Hardy goes after Sheamus, and then Sheamus pummels Jeff Hardy, and then... Yeah, basically it's it's revealed that Sheamus is the person that uh, was behind everything last mm-hmm. week. All the crap that uh, Je- Jeff Hardy was, you know, put through. Accused of. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, you know, this feud is continuing because we end up later in the night, we get an announcement that Jeff is going to take on Sheamus at Backlash. Uh, then we go to uh, Mandy with uh, with Otis, and Otis ends up trying on King Corbin's crown for size, and uh, Corbin is pissed off. <sighs> and then um, we go to a match with Otis, and he's accompanied by Mandy. Yeah. Yep. Versus King Corbin. Yeah. Um, and then you know Otis, uh, he's kind of clotheslining Corbin. You know he clotheslines him off the top rope, and then he regains the uh, Corbin regains the momentum by slamming Otis into the post the barricade and then there's a big spine buster by Corbin and uh deadlift by Otis there and Corbin ends up grabbing a chair and just wailing uh, Otis and then he ends up getting dehued but after the match Otis kind of regains the the momentum and then ends up doing the caterpillar mm-hmm. uh then we go to the Miz and John Morrison who of course are going to challenge uh Braun Strowman for the uh Universal Championship at Backlash and this is obviously Katie this is just a throwaway match for Braun Strowman because there's no way in hell he's going to lose the title to these guys no um they had to have somebody kind of step in and um you know because they're protecting the fiend right now mm-hmm uh, and because eventually the fiend's going to take the title off of yes, Strowman, mm-hmm. but um, they're in a video booth and they're tormenting. well, they're in a they're in a video surveillance van. Is yeah, what they are, whatever. and yeah, and they're just doing all this stupid stuff and like they're spying on Strowman and it's just it's it gets worse through the night, folks. It's like it's it's awful. But uh, then we go to Lacey Evans versus Sonya Deville. And uh, Sonya attacks Lacey on the way to the ring, uh, leading her or throwing her into the steel steps, and then back and forth type of match. Um, Sonya takes over and then gets some heat, and then uh, steps on Lacey's hair at one point in this mm-hmm. match, and then you know she inadvertently uh, rolls into the official, which was really really awkward. Like they had this like whole thing where they like stopped the match because the referee got injured. Yeah. And so they brought out uh, another referee, and like, it's just it was just a weird like unneeded sequence that I don't know if that was. I don't know if that was like actually put in the match or yeah, if that know. was last minute. I don't know what happened there. It just really it looked really weird. I, I yeah, I mean maybe it wasn't part of the the whole deal, but um, then, anyways, 
Go ahead. Uh, DeVille is taking control um, after the new ref comes in the ring. And then she whiplash Lacey off the apron. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, she shoves Lacey's face into the steps. And then Evans goes off the top rope for a moonsault with the near fall. And then Mandy appears on the screen, just distracted Sonia. And uh, Sonia gets hit with the women's right for Lacey to win. Yep. So a big win for Lacey Evans. Um, and then we go to a... Um, uh, Braun Strowman promo? Yep. Well, the, before the, before that, we have a Matt Riddle video package, which, yeah, Matt Riddle's on SmackDown. Whoop-de-doo. Right. They're not going to do anything with him. But, yeah, they go to the uh, Braun interview with um, Kayla, and they... The Miz and Morrison with the bucket of slime, and it's intended for Braun, and it hits Kayla, and she calls them bastards, and this whole segment is fucking stupid. Yes. It's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Folks, you know, I was so excited to go to NXT TakeOver that I wanted to skip over the SmackDown because the SmackDown wasn't great. I mean, it was... It was okay, but it was lackluster. Yeah, the, well, these these Miz Morrison moments were just pathetic. Like, like they're abs- better than that. Yeah, absolutely pathetic. But, um, and then we go to uh, Renee Young. She she moderates a face to face between uh, AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan, who n- will not fight at Backlash. Will actually fight this coming week on SmackDown for the Intercontinental Championship, which I thought was kind of weird, but because I would have done it at Backlash. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's fine, you know, you give everybody a treat. We're going to get to see a new Intercontinental Champion on SmackDown. Um, and I think it'll boost SmackDown a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, which, because of the ratings this week, SmackDown uh, actually needs that. Because SmackDown has had some really tanking ratings lately. Um, but AJ says if Jeff Hardy wouldn't have uh, got involved last week, you know, um, that Sheamus would have beat Daniel. And, you know, Daniel says AJ's a coward. And then they kind of go back and forth, and he says his vision is, uh, Daniel's vision is defending the IC title every week on SmackDown. And AJ says, you know, uh, Daniel just wants to, you know, give handouts, and he doesn't, you know, he doesn't give handouts. And AJ calls out Drew Gulak, and then Gulak is, you know, of course, happy to oblige, and then... So we get a match with uh, with Gulak and AJ Styles, which is actually probably one of the better matches of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, submission there by Gulak uh, early on, and as Styles has to get to the bottom rope, and modified backbreaker by Styles, and a release fisherman, um, and a Mishinoku driver by Gulak. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Styles looks for the Styles Clash, uh, and his shoulders are down, and Do unbelievably... Drew Gulak stuns AJ Styles here. So what did you think about this match, Katie? Like this I was... thought it was quick, and it was back and forth, and it was necessary. But did you see Gulak winning yes, this I match? Did. You did see him win. Yes, this. because he said, I'm not going to give him a handout. He's got to win this match. I, I think this, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. What did you think? Well, do you think this loss hurt Styles no. at all? You don't think so? No. Uh, like, go, even going into the title He's match? He's going to lose the title, but... Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I agree. I think Daniel's going to win the title match. I don't but, think that um, was as big of a loss as the one he's going to take to Daniel. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, I, I mean, it was either way. It was a great match. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go to Miz and Morrison, who end up breaking the car windshield of Braun's car with a bat and a golf club, and that's all I'm gonna say about that because that was fucking stupid too. And then we go to New Day and Shorty G versus Cesaro and Shinsuke with Mojo Raleigh. And this was set up by like a kind of a segment uh, earlier in earlier the night. In the night where you know these guys were all kind of involved backstage, and they mm-hmm. all got into a tussle. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, like, uh, Cesaro is kind of showing off his power, and everybody's able to really get their shit in, and a bunch of splashes from uh, the face team. And then, you know, Mojo runs over Kofi on the outside, which I th- actually I thought was really funny, actually, because mm-hmm. I'm not a Mojo fan and never will be, but that was that was a good moment for him. But um, Shorty G gets an ankle lock on Mojo, and then uh, Cesaro gets an uppercut to Shorty G, and Mojo gets the... The hyperdrive for a near fall, and then um, the New Day end up getting the big ending on Mojo for the win here. Mm-hmm. Mojo is simply in that match to take the fall. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Um, and then we get uh, Braun, who finds out eventually that Miz and Morrison are in the van, and he tips over the van with Miz and Morrison inside. Mm-hmm. Yada, yada, yada. We've seen this song and dance before. You know, this is the third segment of the night, or fourth, or whatever. Right, but not to mention that, though, but, like, not just that, but they are completely rehashing this whole thing about, like, Braun tipping over vehicles and all this, and it's like... Like, we get it, bullshit. he's strong. Right. We get it. We've seen this bullshit before, and I'm tired of it. Move on. Um, so then we go to the, um, we go to the women's tag title match. Um, which is technically our main event. Yep. And it's uh, Sasha and Bailey versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, our women's tag champs. And then we have, uh, so we have Nikki and Alexa, you know, they come out kind of like a house of fire in this match. They're getting quick tags in and out. Mm-hmm. And then Sasha and Bailey end up taking over, and Sasha's driven into the ring post. And then um, Nikki hits a cross body, but Sasha hits a Meteora, a double team on cross for a uh, near fall and then a bailey to belly and a running knee for a two and a half which was you know really close there and then uh nikki with a tornado ddt on uh, bailey and then bliss hits a sunset bomb for a near fall and then nikki hits another crossbody for a near fall and then uh Bunch of stuff happened in between and then, that. Well, with yeah, Bailey and there and was Pasha. this weird thing where Bailey kicked Sasha out of the ring, mm-hmm. and like she doesn't want to get disqualified, and then, and then just out of nowhere, Sasha's able to roll up into a crucifix pin with Nikki, and we have new women's tag team champions, Bailey and Sasha, now the women's tag team champions. I absolutely like was I was floored by this. I really. What do you? What were your? What was your feelings in this case? I don't even want to talk about it. I just, I personally, myself, I think it was a pity throw to Sasha, um, because now they are going to. This is how the story is going to roll out. Right. This. Yeah. Exactly. They're they're going to lose the belts. Back, to the iconics, probably. Well, or back to Cross and Bliss. Yeah. Because Sasha is going to turn on Bailey. Yeah. Spoiler alert! If you're not aware they tried to do it last time they failed they're gonna try to do it again hopefully they don't fail this time how are they going to be able to do that though because obviously sasha's going to she's going to have to be the face so what are they gonna i almost think bailey has to turn on sasha now at this she's already point, heel 
Right, but that's the thing is like Bailey's got to, she's got to kind of leave Sasha high and dry. I don't, I don't know. They they back themselves into a corner again. Yeah, and, and they're gonna fail again. Yeah, I just either way the I, I feel like the Iconics should be the next in line to be champion. Yeah, that's why I said um, they should lose their belts to the Iconics on both Yeah, across. but being heel versus heel, you know, that's probably not going to happen unless they do like a, a three, a triple threat. Um, Maybe they should do a triple threat. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. So yeah, that covers SmackDown and finally we can fucking get to uh, something I actually care about. Right. The, the, uh, NXT TakeOver in your house. Uh, our predictions. So we will start uh, with the uh, six man or excuse me, six women tag. <laughs> I said six man, six women tag. Um, so uh, it's Tegan Knox, Shotzi Blackheart, and Mia Yim versus Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez. And um, I went in this one, um, I went with the heels in this one, Katie, and I'll tell you why. I think that uh, it's going to play into a match later on in the evening. And that is the NXT North American title match. Uh, I think that uh, Candice is going to end up uh, pinning Mia Yim here. I did not go with the heels. I wanted the faces. I don't think that the heels have anything to win. So who is taking the... Who's giving the pin here? Who's giving the pin? pin? Um, I think Tegan's going to get the pin on Dakota. Okay. I could, yeah, I could see that because it's been a minute since Tegan has since that feud has been rehashed. Yeah, because Dakota's been very dominant in that feud. Yeah, like she's won a lot, and the yep. whole thing with Raquel and everything. So yeah, that would probably give her a little. And I don't think that the girls are going to get involved in that match later on. I just I don't see it happening. Okay. Um. All right. So then we'll go to uh, Finn Balor versus Damian Priest now. A little thing before this match, of course, let's not forget my main man, Cameron Grimes, got the big win a few weeks back over Finn, his biggest win of his career yep. because of Damian Priest. Yep. Um, other than that, you know, there hasn't been a lot of buildup to this feud, but this should be a great matchup. Katie, yes, it so. should be one of the um, better matches on the card, I would say. Um, I picked Finn Balor uh, because... Even though they are pushing Damien, I think he can take the loss here. And they're trying. I really hope they start uh, pushing Finn to championship opportunities. I agree. I completely agree. I um, I completely agree with you on this one. I think that I think Finn Balor has to win this match. I think he's. This is more. This is definitely means more to him than it does Damien mm-hmm. at this point. Because um, he's ready to propel himself you know they wouldn't have brought him back to nxt in my opinion to just kind of bury him and bury him and bury him you know what i mean so uh yeah finn i agree i think finn's got to win this match i think it is going to be the one of the matches of the night if not the match of the night yeah um so then we go to uh tomaso champa versus carrion cross with scarlet okay a little backstory on this match so um Katie and I, you know, we don't always agree on matches, but a lot of times we do. But there's sometimes when we don't agree, and we really don't agree. 
And this match specifically, before we started recording this, Katie and I were really debating this match. Mm-hmm. And we've actually put a little wager on this match. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, if I win, I get $5. Yeah. So if he wins, he gets $5. We're betting five smackers on this match. Um, I think that personally, uh, I, I think Karrion Cross has to win this match. I think, and I will tell you why. And I've already explained it to Katie before we started recording. And it was not swaying her decision in any way. Um, but I will tell you folks why. I think Karrion Cross, this guy, you know, they are building him up to be this sawed-off, like, monster. And, um, you know, they brought him up with Charlotte, and they gave him this really cool entrance and everything. And, like, what better way to jumpstart this guy's career in NXT? Because he's, what has he been doing? He's been squashing people. Give him a win over a former NXT champion. Like, boom. This guy is... So I got Karrion Cross in this matchup. I have Tommaso Ciampa. Need I say more? That's it. Sorry. All right. Well, we'll see. Um, and one of our wallets we'll see, too. <laughs> <laughs> um... Then we go to Keith Lee uh, versus uh, Johnny Gargano. Yes, Keith Lee versus Johnny Gargano, a North American title match. And uh, I have Keith Lee. I don't see him. I don't see him losing the belt. No, I I I completely agree. I think that. So this kind of ties into my thing from earlier. Uh-huh. Um, Katie and I don't agree that we agree that Keith Lee is going to win this, but we don't agree that about the. Uh, you know, the women getting involved here, Candice LeRae and Mia Yim, because, uh, you know, Katie doesn't think they're going to get involved. I think they have to get involved here uh, because of the storyline has focused so much on the couples, not just specific, you know, like not just the Gargano and Keith Lee match. Like it's focused on these couples feuding with each other. So I think that, um, I think Candice comes down, and it looks like Gargano's about to win this, and then Mia thwarts Candice, and, uh, you know, Keith Lee thumps Gargano and retains the title. That's my opinion, but either way, we're both going Keith Lee in this match. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next match, uh, which we are assuming is going to be the semi-main, uh, is going to be the women's NXT Women's Triple Threat match. Charlotte versus Io Shirai versus Rhea Ripley. Io simply in this match to take the pinfall. I think so too, but I also, um, this is another thing Katie and I talked about before we went on the air here is, uh, she, Io also could be the dark horse of this match. Mm -hmm. There is a possibility that Io Shirai wins the title here. Mm -hmm. Um, that being said, I, am inclined to agree with Katie on this. I think that EO is going to end up taking either the submission or the pinfall, mm-hmm. which uh, I think it's going to be a submission because I think that Charlotte is going to retain the NXT women's title here. So I picked Rhea. Um, I think Rhea should have retained at WrestleMania. I don't think Charlotte should have won the, won the belt there. For the record, folks, I agree with that. But... Um, 
I'm, go- so I'm still th- going with Charlotte. And so I think Rhea needs to take the belt back. I can completely understand that. I Like I said, I really... They won't do that, but I just... That's my prediction. Oh, well, if they won't do that, why aren't you picking Charlotte? Because I don't like Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all right, and then we go to our... Uh, Main event, or at least what we think is going to be the main event, it the <laughs> the NXT title back lot brawl for With the NXT title. Adam Cole, Adam Cole, baby, against the Velveteen Dream. Little stipulation: if the Velveteen Dream doesn't win, he can no longer challenge for the title. Well, Adam and, Cole has the title exactly. So that is. Yeah, that's a factor, too. Uh, Katie, who do you have and why? I had the Velveteen Dream. Um, for a little-known fact, Adam Cole, uh, his contract is expiring. So um, he either is going to go up to the main roster or he's going to go to AEW. He's not going to stick with NXT. So that way, uh, Velveteen gets the belt. It's Velveteen's time. It's not Adam Cole's time anymore. Adam had... One of the greatest reigns, as you have said it, in NXT as champion. His time is over. Right. Yeah, I think so, too. I think, uh... Now, where do you think Adam Cole ends up after this Personally, I think it's main roster. Okay. It might be with the Undisputed Era. It might not be. Okay. I disagree with Katie on that. We both agree Velveteen Dream we think is going to win the title here. This is finally going to be Velveteen's moment. Yep. And unfortunately, though, it's going to be in a match that isn't even really, like, it's not, this isn't going to be a wrestling match. This is going to be a fight. Like, so, they don't kick each other asses. Right, but I'm saying, like, we're not going to get scientific wrestling, really, in this no, match. No, we are not. And that's, for Velveteen to win the title in a non-scientific wrestling match, I think that's kind of shitty. But the fact is, they're gonna. I think they're gonna give him the belt. It's just a weird way of like. I would rather see him just beat Adam Cole straight up. Yeah. You know, uh, Purple Rainmaker, and you know. But we're not. We're not gonna get that. No, we're not. So we got to take what we can get. I think that. Um, I agree. I think Velveteen Dream is gonna win. I think Adam Cole possibly goes to AEW. I um, see that too. Yeah, I think that. Because, you know, obviously Britt Baker is really pushing for it. So we'll see. We'll see in the coming months uh, when the contract does expire, you know, whatever. Um, we're going to see where he ends up. But I think, yeah, the, either one of those I think is a good possibility. So we'll see. But, um, yeah, that's uh, that's going to wrap things up for us here. Uh, we are going to be back later tonight with another episode. We're going to wrap up uh, NXT TakeOver In Your House. So make sure you tune into that. Absolutely. Check it out and make sure you see how wrong uh, Katie was on her predictions. And see how, how wrong right Jeff I was. was. <laughs> <laughs> Either way. Uh, Katie wins, Jeff loses. <laughs> Sounds about right. We'll find out later. But uh Either way, that's going to wrap things up. You get, guys, you know what to do. Uh, we're on Facebook, Vacant Championship Wrestling Podcast. We are on Spotify, Google Podcast. Uh, give us a like. Follow us. You know, Questions, comments, concerns, we'd love to hear from you. Um, and we have also set a date for our next, I apologize to everybody for the Slammin' Sunday series, uh, but 
you know, because of the pay-per-views, of course, we had mentioned that we're on pay-per-view Sundays, we're not going to do the Slam and Sunday series. Uh, so the next two Sundays, you know, including this one, are booked up. Uh, and then the 21st is, is Father's Day, so we're going to skip that one too. But we will be back the 28th, mm-hmm. June 28th, for the Slam and Sunday series, a special a Slam and Sunday series covering Saturday night's main event on a Sunday uh-huh. uh, with our old pal Jason Klaus from Klaus to the Heart and Cherry Bomb will be back on the show. Uh, so should be a great episode. We're finally going to give you that episode. We Again, we apologize that we've delayed it so long, but it's going to happen, folks. Uh, on June 28th. So, and then, then uh, there on after, we're going to get back to our weekly schedule with the Slam and Sunday series. Um, you know, with, when it's not a pay per view night, of course. But uh, yeah, so that's going to wrap things up. And uh, remember to check out that episode later tonight for the uh, review and recap of NXT TakeOver in your house. But for now, for the Vacant Championship Wrestling Podcast, my name is Jeff Simmons. And this is Katie Reed. We'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs>